TV shows, games, comics, all that nerd stuff. I am Victoria Cotman, but you can call me Lady Thor. Hell yes. And with me is the spider fan of all spider fans, Phil Logan. Hey, friend. Hello, friend. Hello, I won't hello. ask how are you because I know that you've been battling the flu, so that sucks. <laughs> yes, it's going to give me a, a very sexy, deep, gravelly voice tonight. Oh, or yeah. not. I don't know. <laughs> Might sound like big screen. Maybe I actually sound like this. I don't know. Could be either. Could be either. Uh, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm. I'm doing well. Yeah, off off the back of all the nerd stuff that have been flying across Twitter for the past like three days. Like I am almost exhausted from the nerd stuff that's been hitting. Like, yep. If you could see Victoria, she's yawning as we speak. We are Sorry. literally <laughs> knackered, exhausted because we're like, oh my god, so much content. All the excitement, it has fried, fried me, Whew. fried my nerves, fried my brain chips. Indeed, because I'm an android. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and naturally, of course, that is exactly why we're here tonight. Because yes, there were lots of things at SDCC, and we love SDCC. But there was one ring to rule them all, and that, of course, was Marvel's Hall H mm. behemoth yeah, of an were, event. There, there were other things there, but for the life of me, I just as soon as the Phase Four thing came, I'm like, I forget everything. Yes. <laughs> I mean, everybody says it, and it's all true, that even one of the things that Marvel announced would have been anybody else's entire panel, but they decided yeah. to announce the next two years' worth of films uh, and TV shows all in one hour. I love watching it. There's a couple of bootleg videos out there on YouTube, but obviously SDCC will actually release the footage soon. But yeah. watching Kevin Feige invite people off stage and dismiss, dismiss them off stage like at breakneck speed because they just had no time to miss, like absolutely yeah. no time. Oh, man. So, well, we'll get into some of his speech about how he's got no time for this and no time for that. And, oh, <gasps> by the way, let's we'll get into that later. That was, the, okay, yeah. Y- yeah. Have you ever seen a live post credit scene? Because they did. Yeah. <laughs> it, it literally <sighs> was. It was a live <sighs> post credit scene, but we will get into that later. Genius. So good. Uh, now, of course, we can run through this as they were announced at Hall H. We can run through this in packages. You know what? I actually think it's worth doing it in the order of the Hall H because some so things follow each other for a reason. Yeah. So let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Um, and that is... Thanks. You're showing Thanks, your everybody. age there, <laughs> Oh, <shut up>. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that song, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Anyway, speaking speaking of people roughly my same age, uh, the Eternals. <laughs> Noise. Queen of the Segway. Yeah, Oldest man. beings on earth. That's like me and the Eternals. Um, let's just talk about the freaking cast for a hot second. Oh, yeah. So all of these people walked out on stage. We have Richard Madden of, of course, uh, Rob Stark fame and bodyguard fame. Richard Madden playing Icarus. Uh, Kamel Nanjiani, I always say his name correctly the second time and screwed up the first time, uh, playing Kingo. Salma Hayek, hell yes, the leader of the Eternals. As Ajak, we have Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. Dong Siok Ma or Ma Dong Siok, however you want to say it, as Gilgamesh, Leo McHugh as Sprite, Lauren Ridloff as um, Makari, and then walking on stage as the queen that she is, Mm. Angelina Jolie as Thina. Mm. Ah, amazing. Good cast. 
Good cast, incredible diversity, and I just want to call out Lauren Ridloff, who is a not only a woman of colour, but a deaf woman of colour, who came out on stage and signed her entire speech. And that role in the comic books is a white dude. So way to just <laughs> throw that shit out the window. Right. And do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Bad so I've, 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 I've done a little bit of research into just for some nerd reservers that are not quite up to speed with the Eternals, mm. right? Because this might seem like a really left of field kind of a film for Marvel. I mean, at this point, not really, but, you know, it still feels a bit weird because not many people know what the Eternals are, right? Yeah. So I have a few really nerdy facts I'm going to run through really quickly, right? Lay it on us. So originally in the 1970s, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, right? Jack Kirby in terms of illustrations and Stan Lee with the writing. Mm-hmm. Kirby left Marvel at the time because he felt like he wasn't getting enough credit, went to DC, tried to create what's called the fourth world where we got like Darkseid and Steppenwolf and stuff like that, but he couldn't fully realize it over at DC Mm -hmm. and again, didn't feel like he was getting the credit. So he came back to Marvel and created the Eternals. Now what the Eternals are are like these sentient beings that have been there for all of time. Now this is where the MCU were really going to take advantage of this and lay the groundwork for the future because you have these beings that essentially within the first in the comics within the first man decided to experiment with genomes and just mess with it a little bit so what created that as a byproduct was mutants Mm. so this is now laying the groundwork for a a really fleshed out backstory of cosmic universal themes which we know they're going to go in directions but it's also laying the seed for how mutants are going to come into it and why we have superpowered beings right yes for instance bruce banner gamma radiation technically should have just grown a tumor not an alter ego but because of the eternals messing with genomes thousands and thousands of years ago that filters down into what we now know as the hulk Hence why uh-huh. he could allow him to to change. So mm. it actually explains and validates why we have the superpowered beings that we have now, as well as laying the groundwork for X-Men. Yes. I love that. And I love that also it feels like it's out of left field, but in typical Marvel really <laughs> way, it isn't at all. Uh, the Eternals were created by the Celestials, the Celestials, which we have met. That's right. Ego is Star-Lord's father, and he's a Celestial. And also when we go to nowhere that's inside the skull of an ancient being, when we first go there, Gamora says there were once ancient beings in the universe. Yes. And this is the skeleton of one. Uh, not saying necessarily whether that's an Eternal, it's probably a Celestial, but mm. these things have been just lightly touched upon. Yeah. A couple of times. And I mean, why bring on Angelina Jolie? Because the uh, the Eternals have to feel like they are slightly disconnected from the world, yet mm. are these perfectly, I was going to say perfectly balanced, that's Thanos, perfectly created beings yes. that are essentially the perfect image. Yes. Who else but Angelina Jolie? Oh. Uh, and Richard Madden. <laughs> I, I will never get over Angelina Jolie walking onto that stage. Everyone walks she has onto a the presence, stage like, man. oh, hi. And then she just queen she of has, the universe yeah, walks she onto the stage. she has a oh. presence. But <sighs> essentially the, the setup, I suppose, and I really hope they get into the celestial versus eternal war because mm. like, uh, and I'm glad you brought up the celestials because they obviously were the first and then the uh, eternals were the ones who, you know, um, 
were a byproduct of what were called the wanderers, the ones who actually messed around with the genomes and whatnot. And then mm. they had the celestials try to come back in what was called the second host, which is kind of like their return to the main universe as we kind of know it. It gets a bit muddled and cosmic, but that's the best way I can describe it in layman's terms. So I'm hoping we see a bit of a war between them and you get to see like what it's like for beings to be disconnected from something and then having to feel for something. Mm. Like that kind of peering through the window going, I'm this godly creature, but there's something about humans that really, really interests me, that type of thing. And I think Marvel are going to really lean into that. But the groundwork that it's going to lay for why we have creatures like the Hulk and how we're going to have mutants, Mm. it's going to be such an important film for Phase (sighs) 4, such an important film. Incredible. Uh, In the next lineup, uh, nerd facts. I love it. We need them. Uh, The next thing in the lineup, we started talking about content for Disney Plus, the streaming service, Mm -hmm. which I will absolutely have. And first cap off the rank was The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, uh, which is just going to be hilarious. I mean, it's obviously going to be buddy cop wonderfulness. It is happening after the events of Endgame. Uh, So Mackie came on stage holding the shield, uh, Mm. which was lots of fun. uh, oh, and the other thing, of course, is that Daniel Brühl will return his uh, to his <gasps> villain role as Zemo, but now he will be Baron Zemo. He gets Double his Musk costume. I was so excited yes, he that he's does. getting his proper costume. Oh, so yeah. good. It was so good to see him back. And he's like, hello, gentlemen. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Brühl is such a phenomenal oh, actor. Dude, he's crazy. He Doesn't he like fluently speak like five different languages? Yes, of course he does. Yeah, of course he does, yeah. Because that's what happens when you're from that part of the world. Yeah. You're... But he's an exceptional actor. I remember whether he's actor. Danish or German originally, but it, you know, either way you end up speaking five different languages. Mm. Um, and he's a freaking phenomenal actor. Did yeah, he's watch... exceptional. I can't remember what its name was anymore, but the one where uh, he was almost like a um, Sherlock Holmes-esque character, the TV oh, show with him I and know the one you're talking Dakota about. Fanning. Um, Alienist. Yes, thank you. Yes. No, I haven't, but I need to. Because Dude, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. It's gory. As you know, amazing. I have a back catalogue of things I need to see. <laughs> I know you do. I think the greatest gift anyone could give you is time just to watch right? it. Yes. Yes. Uh, so next film coming out and filming here in Australia, so get hyped, is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which yep. is rad. So the Ten Rings, of course, we have seen turn up in Iron Man, Iron Man 2. There was an Easter egg in Ant-Man of the Ten Rings. And if you haven't seen the four-minute short of All Hail the King, I highly encourage that you do, uh, starring Ben Kingsley, because in it, the little short finishes with somebody trying to kill Ben Kingsley, who, of course, was playing the fake Mandarin in Iron Man 2, saying the Mandarin wants his name back. Yep. And so now we're going to meet the real Mandarin. Who I hope is Ben Kingsley. I just somehow no, just make it Ben just make it Ben Kingsley. He's amazing. You know what the but cast? Yeah. yeah, it's not the cast. <laughs> no, it's been cast. They've announced who but it is. I love that Marvel played the exceptional long game with this one because in Iron Man One, when he is taken prisoner and they are listing the demands behind Tony Stark when they pull the hood off, is the Ten Rings. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a huge and long game. Like there was a moment there where you were like, "Oh, the Ten Rings is." Uh, you almost felt like it was the discovery of uh, Hydra again, sort of thing. That the thing Ten Rings has been around for so long, mm. um, and and then it was a 
we thought that it had all been a ruse and that actually it's all fake and you meet the fake magda and you're like oh it's bullshit and it's only in that four minute short that you find out that it's not bullshit at all um if you're not familiar with uh shang chi uh so uh tony chiu wei leung is playing the mandarin um and all of these guys and the uh canadian guy who was cast as shang chi as well they're just incredible martial artists it's gonna look absolutely sick yeah it's gonna be like enter the dragon yeah essentially yeah exceedingly excited uh, the next one for Disney Plus, uh, something that people are not hyping enough and they fucking should is WandaVision. Mm. Hell yes. So WandaVision is the show about Wanda and Vision, obviously. Uh, no shit. Elizabeth yep. <laughs> Olsen said that we're finally going to see Scarlet Witch go full Scarlet Witch. And what she means by that is WandaVision is taking place after the events of uh, Endgame, end game, which, which is means surprising. Vision is dead. Mm. So how how are we doing that? Here's a nerd fact for you, for anyone who didn't know. Wanda can actually manipulate the multiverse. Oh, that has implications. Wow. So, and it does have implications. <laughs> so jumping ahead by one thing, it has been said, Kevin Feige has confirmed that the events of WandaVision lead straight into Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Oh, team up, have to team up. Come on. Right? What I love about this is they're doing something that no one's ever done before, which is create synergy between television and film, meaning mm. the two feed each other, they acknowledge each other, their events actually affect each other. So, I mean, one, it means everyone has to get Disney+. Plus, But uh, two, yeah, it means that, you know, you know, yes, you could probably watch Doctor Strange in isolation. However, the fact that the two lead straight into each other, that, you know, my feeling is Wanda goes looking for vision within the multiverse mm. and maybe unleashes a bit of hell. I love Doctor how strange has to get the tide back. I love how Marvel and Disney are pretty much blackmailing us to get Disney plus. <laughs> They're just I like, I mean, look, there's worked. great content here. That's going to lead into the movie. So <laughs> no, it worked. And, and speaking of people who are fucking with the multiverse and everything, there is the TV show Loki, which mm-hmm. of course has Tom Hiddleston in it again. It was confirmed that is the Loki who stole the Tesseract in 2012 yes. when they went back in time, etc. So it is the Loki before his redemption arc, before he learns to be a good person. He is still angry, disenfranchised. Uh, and now he has the space stone and he can fuck off to wherever he wants. And he's still um, like an asshole, so that's going to be fun. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there was in, in the Avengers, there is that little flash of redemption where Thor is asking him to stop it and he has that real childlike look on his face and he says it's too late. Mm. So there's a flash of hope there, which is what's capitalized on for the next however many movies Loki appears in. Mm. But that's not the Loki that we're going to get in the TV show. No, we're we got get, like, proper God of Mischief. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be Fuck real yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. And then what was announced next was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Okay, hands down. I think this is going to be one of the most insanely crazy, just just plain nuts, this movie. Yes. I think this is going to have major implications for future films as well because yes. this truly does open up, yes, there's a multiverse. Yes, we're going to explore that. That's mm-hmm. huge. Yep. Um, something to note about that. So this is going to be the first horror film. Yes. It's going to be PG-13, but it's still going to be horror. And uh, the villain in this is going to be Nightmare. Yep. We and knew A little that. bit of Nightmare. Yep. Yes. So he's the evil ruler of the dream dimension where tortured humans are brought during their sleep, which yep. is 
exceedingly interesting. So I'm hoping for like a feel of Nightmare on Elm Street kind of thing. Um, yeah. I'm looking for really quite twisted, uh, you know, mirror type images of, of the heroes. I'm looking for yeah. like warped dreams about anything falling. I mean, for between, God's sake. between going through the dimensions in the first Doctor Strange and Mysterio screwing with Peter in mm. Spider Man Far From Home. We're getting some really cool dreamsca- dreamscapes, some incredible visuals that make you feel like you've fallen headfirst through an MC Escher drawing. There's so much you can do with it. Mm. It's a big test of Doctor Strange's powers. Mm. And I love that there is, uh, you look at the title card and it feels like it's swimming out towards you. It's that sort of slightly menacing, old worldy horror film. Yeah, yeah and... Um, I, I love that they've got Derrickson doing it again um, because I really think his talent is in this particular realm. I think he really wanted mm. to get into this in the first one but just laid the groundwork. Now we're going to see him just kind of stretch his directorial legs, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it, the implications this is going to have on the future, though, especially for, let's just say, because in the comics, uh, Doctor Strange had his own team. Like, the Defenders for who we know them now, which is the TV show Defenders, was not that in the comics. In the 1990s, it was like Doctor Strange and whoever he brought with him. It, it yeah. could be like Cyclops, uh, um, Scarlet Witch. It could be anything. Could be that He mm. could just pluck people and go, you need to come with me to the multiverse and help me defeat Dormammu or Nightmare. Or So I'm going to be interested to see who he teams with, if he teams yeah. with anyone at all. The implication that you just said with uh, Scarlet Witch, considering she yeah. can manipulate, that's interesting. So yes, it is. She's, she might be quite a key player in the future. I, I mean, I think so. She is outrageously powerful. She obviously mm. had a latent mutant gene that was yep. triggered by the Mind Stone. Yep. She has the power of an infinity stone running through her. Mm. She's extraordinary. And we only really got a look at it in uh, Endgame when she started really stripping that uh, armor off mm. Thanos and he was very surprised and she smashed his sword and all sorts of things. Like she's got a lot of hate, a lot of anger, and a lot of power. Yeah, she's pretty badass. So don't uh, don't fuck with Wanda. Um, the next thing coming to Disney Plus is an animated series called What If? This is amazing. Do you know why? So Do you know why? Tell the, us why. The Watcher. We finally yes. get yes. The Watcher. And we all thought that Stan Lee, um, rest in peace, Stan Lee, we all thought that he was the MCU version of The Watcher yep. because he could. He was just there in every single thing. Um, but the actor who plays um, Felix Slider in the 007 yep. films, um, I forgive me, can't remember. And your is name, in Westworld, and is yes, in uh, and Hunger has Games. This really enigmatic voice. I think it's just perfect. And he's going to be yep. the the watcher and, and narrate and go. This is what happens in this particular world. So it, yeah. it's cool. It's cool. And it's like all the of the main kind stars of are coming service. in for it. Yes, they're all there. Well, everyone's reprising their role. Yeah. Notably missing are Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, well. We'll come back yeah. to that in a second. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it poses the question, what happens if the Infinity Stone landed in that person's hands? What happened if that person died but that person lived? What, like, it's yeah. great. What, We're going, what a lot of fan Peggy theories Carter will be answered. had the Took serum. the super serum, exactly. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, that's going to be awesome. So something I didn't see coming, pun, was Hawkeye. 
<laughs> the TV show. Thank you. Kate so Bishop. Okay. Kate yes. Bishop. So Jeremy Renner uh, confirmed that Hawkeye, the TV show, is going to be really him passing the mantle to Kate Bishop. And the wonderful thing to learn about Kate Bishop, of course, is first of all, she's meant to be the best Hawkeye. Mm. First of all. But she is also part of the Young Avengers. Yeah. I'd love to see so, her and Peter Parker team up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, laying the groundwork, just going, yes. this is the future of what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. let's see if, if this particular TV show, in terms of the acting as well, can then cross over with the films. Yes. Is that fr- from a, from a uh, let's, let's step out of the story realm and just kind of be like, okay, from, you know, just a production value sense, can these actors who are in the TV shows then cross over and be in the films? Yes, if they're good enough. So I'll be I interested. I think they're going to be treating these TV shows like they're the films. I yeah, really I get do. I get that sense. I mean, with WandaVision yeah. and with Loki, of course, because you have certifiable movie stars already doing these TV shows, right? But with yeah. something like Hawkeye, yes, you have Jeremy Renner there, but are we going to get like a slightly older Kate Bishop who's like, you know, 19, 20? Or are we going to mm-hmm. get the very young Kate Bishop who's like in her mid-teens? I, I I trust their ability to find the right person and to make so sure the kind of person that could uh, appear in the MCU. And so do I. But yeah, Especially it'll be interesting. In one division, uh, one thing that we didn't mention but is important to mention is Maria Rambeau will turn up. Mm. Older Maria Rambeau. So we met her as a child in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, Maria? Monica. I thought it was Maria. Uh, no, it is Maria, Maria right? Maria Rambeau. I've suddenly had a complete uh, crisis of confidence. Are we wrong? Um, <laughs> so, um, Monica. Monica, wow. Okay. Well done, Victoria. We're Monica. Wrong. I was like, fucking M's. No, uh, Monica Rambo, I beg your pardon, who uh, has been Pulsar and has also been Captain Marvel. And so that's a hint mm. that maybe in one of the dimensions we're going to meet a different Cap- Captain Marvel where it's Monica Rambo. Mm. So that's very exciting. Um, back to it. Oh my goodness. Thor, love and thunder. Fucking YTD, man. He did it oh, again. <laughs> he did it again. Cause Natalie Portman walked on the stage and he just handed her Mjolnir. On we one getting, knee. <laughs> on one knee. We're getting Lady Thor. Yeah. We're so getting her. How this is going to happen. Why this is going to happen. I don't care. I just got to see this. I got to yes. see how he's going to shape this. And like already i've seen i've seen you post it i've seen other people post it i've seen dudes girls doesn't matter who's posting it if the line calm thy tits is not in this film there will be Mm. a mutiny (laughs) absolutely what i loved though is when you watch the um totally illegal bootleg video of hall h natalie portman being handed the hammer got the biggest reaction out of everything 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 people yep. lost their fucking shit look because lady, it is so incredible lady thought to be fair had had a really successful run in the comics like it did yes. really well so I, yeah. i'm looking forward to how how they ha- i mean in classic ytd fashion he's going to handle this obviously with great humor with really mm. big heart but we're going to get a really exciting really fun film Yes, I it just it just did it didn't matter at that point. Whatever they're gonna put up there, I'm in. Yes, 
I'm just, I, it didn't even occur to me that they would do it. And I'm so oh, thrilled oh, that also, they are. We're going to get a queen searching for her queen. The first LGBTQ mm-hmm. character within the Marvel Universe. Valkyrie. Fucking right on Tessa Thompson. That's yeah. so rad. Uh, and speaking of rad women, of course, the movie that will be coming out first out of all these things is Black Widow. Indeed. Fuck yeah. Black Widow, where we're going to meet several Black Widows, oh, other women who have been through. Budapest. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to visit Budapest. Um, it is going to be placed in between Civil War and Infinity War, so where the hell Nat went in all of that. Yeah. And she will be coming face-to-face with other Black Widows who um, were also cycled through the Red Room, including Rachel Weiss, which is fucking sick. Yeah, um, Rachel so, Weiss. Oh, uh, we haven't seen the clips from it yet, but people who were in Hall H say that they showed like a tiny little fight scene yeah. between some of the Black Widows and apparently it was baller. Oh, it would be. Like these are trained yeah. assassins, yeah? Like, <laughs> yes. I mean, not literally, like they're obviously paid actors, but you know. <laughs> Um, I'm exceedingly excited and everyone can excuse me while you are. <laughs> As you said, this content has literally exhausted us. Uh, I'm so knackered because, uh, I mean, it fried my chips because I didn't expect this to happen right as we were getting to the end, as you say, there was a live pro- post-edit, post-credit scene where oh, uh, Kevin Feige me. said, oh, we didn't even have time to talk about Black Panther 2 and Captain, uh, Captain Marvel, Marvel 2, 2 and blah, blah, blah. And, and Fantastic goes, Four. And Fantastic Four. Yes. What and Mutants. Fuck? What the There's Fantastic Four and Mutants. And yeah. then he invites one more person on stage and out oh. comes Mahershala Ali. And he says, Mahershala, you have a cap in your hands. What's that one? He puts it on his head and it just says Blade. Blade, motherfucker. Blade. Who fucking saw that coming? Absolutely we, no we, one. Oh, co- no. It's been there. It's been there. Bullshit. Okay. No, I'm serious. <laughs> it's been there. As soon as I saw Alita Battle Angel and he was wearing all black and had black sunnies, I'm like, someone in Marvel is watching this going, that is Blade. Come on. He's a two-time Oscar winner. Yeah. What hey, did a you hear get. What? Did you hear what Feige said in terms of how the meeting went yes. down? He when came Mahershala to calls them. Yes. And, yeah, and he's like, well, basically, if he knocks on your door, you open it. And then they sat yeah. down and he was a big fan. And obviously we know Mahershala Ali has already dipped his toe into this world, right? Because he played Cottonmouth in Luke Cage. So there was mm. the groundwork for Marvel to already kind of leave the door ajar and go, hey, if you want to come back. He came to them and goes, yeah, yeah, cool. So let's just cut to the chase. And all that yeah. was said was Blade. And they said yes. And that was it. That's the most epic meeting ever. Oh, <laughs> Blade. Yes. Okay. Let's do that. I mean, there's going to be vampires in the MCU. Mahershala Ali is such a phenomenal actor. He's very physical. He looks incredible. It's just going to be outrageous. Some more nerd facts for you. And just yes. what, in terms, Blade can bring to the table, yes. right? He's actually going to bring more characters into the MCU that most people, unless you are really into comics, most people won't even know, right? So there'll be Werewolf by Night. So if you've read those comics, it's like an anti-hero who obviously turns into a werewolf. There will be mm-hmm. the Midnight Suns, which is basically a group of supernatural Avengers. Wow. Ba- basically. There's a whole darker element to the MCU, which now we can kind of bring in to the MCU. And how... I mean, a lot of comic nerds got the feeling that this might happen because there was a comic that came out recently which felt a lot like Bait, which was Blade versus um, Wolverine, 
And everyone was like, oh, yeah. well, that's weird. You know, like, why are you bringing that out now? Like, that, it's cool, but why now? And then Mahershala Ali. So, it's, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. It's really interesting. And I really it hope is. that Blade teams up with Doctor Strange. Because that makes <laughs> sense. Because that yes. makes sense. The supernatural and, you know. It, it, yeah. It, it just opens it just, up a whole different blew me avenue. away. Yeah. Hey. Of all the things that you could expect and not expect, no fucking blade wasn't anywhere near my spidey senses. They were not tingling. <laughs> Look, I did I, not see it coming. I'm not going to say that I wasn't surprised, but I was hoping real bad that blade was going to be on the cards, but I didn't think Mahershala Ali was already done. I thought, right. and we're going to think about blade. Thanks for coming. But to bring him out and be like, yeah, we locked him in. That was huge. Amazing. <laughs> Now I want to know that they have locked in John Krasinski and Emily Blunt to play Reed Richards and Sue yeah, Storm because okay. that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I, there's been so many rumors about that too that it, it, if it doesn't happen, I think people are going to be disappointed. I'm not going to be, but a lot of people might be yeah. just because it fits so well. They obviously want him because he was – it was down to him and Chris Evans for Captain America. Yeah, they know his quality. Yeah. Exactly. And I think Emily Blunt was one of their first considerations for Captain Marvel. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So they do want them. Mm. And why wouldn't you? Yeah, they're called. And why wouldn't you want them together? Like what's incredible is they're not two people who are married and then separately they act really well. Together they are yeah. just unstoppable. They're incredible as a team. So – I, oh, let's just cross all the fingers. Yeah. But I mean, like, like Eternals, again, I think is going to be a, a standout for me. Just that's going to be very important for building the cosmic side of things. Yeah. But Blade, man, like that's technically what started this whole thing. The first Marvel film and Marvel yeah. on the title card, even though they weren't a studio back then, was Blade. Yeah. So to come full circle like that, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. And Blade were, uh, the Wesley Snipes Blade movies were really successful. Yeah. And cult and well-loved. Oh, yeah. And again, we're an opportunity for Ryan Reynolds to play a Deadpool-esque <laughs> characters while he and waited he, to play Deadpool. Yeah, and he, he was in Blade 3, so I really hope Deadpool kind of bumps into Blade and just have that little moment. <laughs> like, that'd <laughs> really be really funny. cool. But it, again, it kind of opens up this section of mutants, and it's like, okay, we well, are opening up mutants. Deadpool you can now yeah. bring him in through all of this but obviously Feige's already said he's not going to change anything because Reynolds has done it so spectacularly that there's no mm. point right yeah but we know at least from everything that's come you know post Hall H is the fact that this could be a PG-13 blade and a lot of fans are like mm, don't know See, about that I I don't think they'll sanitize it that much. I mean, think about Infinity War. In the mm. first five minutes, Thanos picks up Loki and crushes his neck. Yeah. And he goes lifeless in his hands. Is that your soon-to-be husband dying in the background? Oh, yeah. Super sorry about that. <laughs> no, he is that's so right. sick. I'm just like, I'm just hearing him like, Ooh! oh, fucker, he's so sick. Poor Dale. Oh. Yes, he's just... <laughs> Wrapped up in a blanket on the couch playing games with his friends with his croaky voice and his horrible cough. For those of you who are in the Northern Hemisphere and enjoying summer, soak it the F up because we're freezing yeah. and everyone's sick. It's just Winter is horrible. 
which but is get very it, get, much getting it. back to the point um yes i can i understand that and they can add elements of look i think Blade's obviously going to be after the whole uh, multiverse of madness. So there's mm. definitely, if that kind of takes off and they still keep it PG-13, but add that element of like kind of like shock horror, then possibly they can do that with Blade. But Blade's always had the, I wouldn't say stigma, but it, it, it's definitely had blood, guts, gore. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So if you if you take that away, you're going to have to find a different avenue to do that. And mm. I don't doubt that they will. But here's a question to you. Hmm. Who would you get to direct Blade? <laughs> oh, my God. Mm. That's going to bake your noodle. <sighs> I mean, I'm feeling one of the... one of the fo- Any folk that had a hand in Daredevil? Yeah, that's a good call. Right? Yeah. That's a that good would call. be fabulous. My... I had a discussion on Twitter. It wasn't really a discussion. She shut me down, but that was cool. <laughs> um, was uh, Maria Lewis on um, on Twitter who uh, was putting up how excited she was. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I would love to see the John Wick guys have a crack at this, especially for directing. And she's like, nah. And I'm like, who would you get? And then I saw that she'd already had Nia DaCosta as a director. And I'm like, that's a really solid choice. And it'd be really interesting. Near the cost of what fame? Okay, so I'll, 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 let me just look this up and I will. I'm so bad at remembering uh, directors' names. Very bad of me. Okay. And I'm so sorry. Well, she's got Candyman coming out in 2020. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, okay. Wow, so she really hasn't, like, it's nothing huge, but Little Woods. I don't mind nothing huge because Marvel has grabbed people mm. from, air quotes, nothing huge, and yeah. they've done a wonderful job. Yeah. So that's I not mean, a problem. She's done Crossing the Line with Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. She's in pre-production of Candyman, which is a mm-hmm. horror film. Yep. And she's done... What looks like a short called Night and Day. So not nothing too, but I mean, when I had a look into it initially, I was like, solid choice because she just looks like she would shape it differently to everyone else. Okay. And she's done series like uh, a series called Top Boy. Oh, yeah. No, I know what Top Boy is. You know Top Boy? Yeah. Yes. So she's done okay. episode... 3.5 and 3.4 this right. year. So right. there you go. Yeah. So you go. obviously jump on Twitter, the underscore nerd reserve. Who would you get to direct Blade? Um, I, I and what other cuts, castings? Give give uh, give some dream castings in there um, for Blade and for anyone else that you might see, like Nightmare. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of, like, I never, I, th- I honestly thought Keanu was going to come out. Like, it's been the Keanu show for like this year. It's and yet, true. And yet, nothing. But, 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 rumor has it, Silver Surfer is Keanu. Really? Role. Yeah. I want Moon Knight just because I think that would be such a better fit. Um, because Moon Knight is a schizophrenic, but Silver Surfer would fit. 
especially with that ethereal voice that he has. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. I just, yeah, I'm not sure where Keanu fits in the MCU, but I'm sure the powers that be know what's up and will find him They'll the find perfect thing. Yes, exactly. Well, that was all the Hall H announcements. Um, so freaking much going on. You can find stills and all the articles, and obviously Marvel.com has uh, the write-ups of all of these things. Tell us which ones you are most excited for. Blade. Is it Love and Thunder? Yeah, that, is yeah, YTD. Oh, my God, there's so many. bit of Loki action? Like, what's happening there? Um, help us decipher what the Loki title card is because it's obviously significant, but my poor little fried brain has not figured out what it is yet. So jump on at the underscore nerd reserve on Twitter and we can have that chat. Yeah. The Twiddles. Party times, the Twiddles. Amazing. Uh, anything you want to wrap up with before we go I'm like, I just, it's the biggest mic drop of the year just to off the cuff go, I just don't have time to talk about Fantastic Four or, you know, Captain Marvel uh, 2 or Mutants or like those are really important things that we all want. And he's going, yeah, just, just hold, just hold my beer. And it's really good. importantly, in the same day, we found out that Avengers overtook Avatar yeah. as the biggest <laughs> film of all time. And what's yes. incredible is it took Avatar like it was something like six re-releases and a bunch of years to reach that number. It only took Endgame thirteen weeks. Yeah, That's and just they a juggernaut, toppled right? Avatar. Imagine I'm being so happy. Imagine being Bob Iker and just being like, "I am rolling in cash." <laughs> yes, I just have a swimming pool for just my cash. Thank you. I do the Scrooge McDuck dive into my vault. Absolutely, yeah. just nuts. But James Cameron is an egotist and he is absolutely going to re-release Avatar before the next one comes out just so he can steal the top spot again. Of course. Of course. Of course. It always <laughs> brings me back to that uh, Amy Amy Poehler thing at the, oh, I I love the that. Oscars or the Emmys. It was the Golden like, Globes. Oh, I've got to give it up for anyone. That's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yes. give it up for she anyone said, I haven't seen Hurt Locker. <laughs> yes. Talking to Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow is here. I haven't seen Hurt Locker, but I... Trust the woman who was married to James Cameron for three years to talk about torture. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh, my God. That was so, so funny. That laugh so went good. on forever. I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, friends, Romans, countrymen, we love oh, making this podcast for our subscribers. Spoon. So thank you. Exactly. So if you're one of our subscribers, thank you much for subscribing. If you want to hang out with us more, you hit that button and you'll get a lovely little alert when we're back on your airwaves. If you're just here for this episode, though, thank you so much for being here. It was lovely to talk to you or talk at you, one or the other. You can talk with us. You can talk with us. Just phone in. Yeah. We don't, well, yeah, we're not going to give our phone numbers out, but that's okay. We're not. <laughs> you can find another way. The tweeters. All of yeah. the tweeters. Uh any binging, whinging before you go? Oh, what have I been binging? Um, I mean, I've been binging back into gaming. So I'm on my like third playthrough of Spider-Man PS4. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice. It's very nice. Um, what else? We, uh, my wife and I have just been binging Offspring, getting back into that. I think it's like peak yeah. Australian TV. Like seasons one mm. to four is like peak. You just haven't had a show after this that's done what they did. Really good show. Mm. Um, might binge Mr. Robot again because season five, final season is coming out soon. Rami Malik, Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Um, cool. Whinge. 
man, anyone that works anywhere in sort of the public sphere and you have to go to public toilets, I'm getting over how disgusting people are. I feel like this is all I talk about, but this is a daily grind for me. Just the disgustingness of public toilets. It It's abhorrent. I don't like it. That's Have you complained to wherever they are to... Do that, yeah, yeah, dude. Clean yeah, yeah, but like, it's just, okay. it's just, it's just people. Okay. <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't want to learn how to aim properly, so they just oh, think dude. that the floor and the seat is perfectly fine. Okay, that's lovely. Thanks for that. Yep. Thanks for sharing. That's that. my whinge. Yeah. Learn yeah. how to aim. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. How about you, friend? Binge or whinge? Uh, I'm binging Veronica Mars, and I'm fucking loving it. And I have no whinge other than I'm tired because I've been sick. <laughs> that's it. They're all there. That's all there is. <laughs> when you've got a cold, everything is laborious. That's yes. it. I would like that's to true. be immune to all colds forever from now on. That would be great. Yeah, you'd think coming into 2020 that we'd be on top of this shit, but apparently not. Dude, we don't even know how to recycle as <laughs> if we're going to like face the common cold. Yeah, well, that's true. Good. Oh, sadness. Good point. Let's just get ready for all of Phase 4 and be super hype, and that'll be like, the way to get through it. Is it next year that seven of these things is coming out? Like, it's fucking stacked. Yeah. It's I think not... it's... Yeah, it's next year or the year after that it's seven? Anyway, it's a yeah, lot. It's a lot. Soon. Like, it's a yes. huge slate. And, and it then, is. Like, for my poor DC people, like, we got Joker... Cool, 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 no doubt. Um, we've got Birds of Prey. Cool, 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 no doubt. And then mm. we've got the Batman. Cool. Yeah, cool, no doubt. Um, that's probably... Oh, New Gods. It's a good day for Jack Kirby fans. Because, <laughs> cool. you know, we've got Eternals, and then we've got New Gods. Uh, Tom King is writing it, and Ava DuVernay is, is directing. So cool. that's cool. Alrighty. Well... We will chat to you soon. And nerds, uh, get hype. We're super excited. And I don't even know what's going to happen after this. I expect the whole world is going to go to sleep till D23. And then there will be yet more Marvel talk. Oh, God. D23. Yes. Oh, God. I know. I know. I'm exhausted I already. Aware. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, folks. Namaste. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. Bye.